For many of us, our home is our safe space. It's where we can truly relax and finally take a deep breath after a long, hard day. But if we're not taking proper care of it, that deep breath could end up making us really sick. Caroline Blazowski, a home inspector and founder of My Healthy Home, says that even some seemingly healthy habits are polluting our space, like buying disinfectant wipes in bulk. Those are continuously outgassing into the environment, even in the sealed containers. So we found during COVID when people were using a lot of these wipes on every surface, their air quality became really compromised because they were using so much of delimonene, which is that citrus smell that we talk about. It was being launched into the air. And so when I would run air sampling, we're like, whoa, what's going on? You have so many VOC chemicals in here. It was coming from a lot of those products that people were storing. VOCs, or volatile organic compounds, are chemicals that are produced from many products like paint, cleaning supplies, and permanent markers. They can cause headaches, kidney and liver damage, and allergic reactions. Unfortunately, Blazowski says they're not the only health risks we need to be looking out for. Believe it or not, we shed, as humans, 500 million skin cells a day. So think about that. All of that sheds off of you and me. So if you've got, let's just say you have two people in the house, it's you and your significant other in a house. You're dropping all that skin cell constantly. And so if you're not cleaning, not swiffering, you're not vacuuming, you're not doing your due diligence, that builds up in the house. And it's sort of like, I explain it to people as if I were blowing powder in your face all day long, like, and all this powder gets covered on you. You have all the skin cell that builds and builds. Well, your body has to deal with that which usually results in inflammation and even more allergy symptoms in addition to the effects of VOCs. Blazowski says the third main culprit of health issues in our home, and possibly the one to be most concerned about, is mold. Mold is everywhere and helps the environment by breaking down dead trees and leaves, but that doesn't mean we want it in our homes. Despite that, Dr. Gregory Sharlop says almost every home has some kind of mold growing in it. Charlotte is an anesthesiologist and author of Dr. Greg's Green Home Makeover. Since it's a fungus, mold thrives in damp places like showers and bathtubs. And though you can easily see those infestations, one place it loves to hide is inside your walls. In a wall, the big problem in that case is a leak. So say you have a leaky pipe, you may not even know it's leaking. You know, it could just be like dripping just the teeniest bit. And if it's inside your wall, you may not really know about it. And so it's this damp environment and then the mold just loves it. And one of the problems we have here, I'm based out of Atlanta, so we get a lot of rain, you know, so things get wet all the time. And unfortunately that water kind of sometimes makes its way into your house. If you're in an area, say like in Florida, for example, where you might have hurricanes, water gets into things and it gets into the drywall. And even though the wall might feel dry after a day or two, the inside is most likely still wet creating a perfect breeding ground for mold. As Charlotte mentioned, there are many different kinds of mold and not all of them will pose a serious threat to our health. But if you happen to have toxic mold growing in your home, Blazowski says that's when you have a big problem. Some molds can produce what's called a neurotoxin. They can spew out this sort of chemical, if you will, into the environment that can make you sick. So what they do is if say you clean up a little bit of mold, but you don't clean up the whole piece of it, it actually talks to and communicates with the other molds in the colony and says, hey, Kristen came along and she cleaned us, but she didn't clean us all up and she's disturbing us, send out a mycotoxin. And then it starts putting out a toxin that can actually make you sick. So they communicate, they colonize, they produce a VOC, the chemical when they breathe, 
They can produce neurotoxins. So if they want to take us out in the process, they can. There's like TV series about, if you ever watch like there's sci-fi stuff out now about how fungus takes over the world. It's really not that far off because they really have these mechanisms to be able to make us very sick if they want to. So how can you get rid of it and make sure that you got all of it? Well, if it's gotten into the walls, Charlotte says you'll probably need to call in a professional. However, if you see mold growing in your shower or in the grout between your tiles, you can take action right away. Vinegar actually works quite well for this, so you could use vinegar. I tend to recommend kind of non-toxic stuff because if you use toxic cleaners, you're just poisoning your own indoor air. So, you know, I like things like uh, Mrs. Myers is a good one or seventh generation or method. Those are all good cleaners if you want to get something. And Charlotte says the most impactful thing you can do is focus on prevention. Since mold and many of these other unwanted guests thrive in humid conditions, you first need to gauge the humidity in your home. Blazowski recommends buying a hydrometer, which you can find at a local hardware store. It will tell you both the relative humidity in your space as well as the temperature. Humidity is huge to having a healthy home and you staying healthy as a person and me staying healthy. And it's one of the simplest things you can do. And this is like free, basically. It's like the best information and you'll stay healthy for a long time. So you want to be between 30 and 50% inside your home. Or you can go 55, but you don't want to really go out of that range. If you go too high, so you start going 55, 60, 70, 80 in your space, then you need a dehumidifier. So you want to bring humidity down. If you go too low, you go lower than 30, you go 20, 10, that's the time where you want to add humidity back in. And you can do it with your baseboard heat system, like a steam system. You can boil a pot of water on the stove. You can add plants to your environment. All of that will help bring humidity up. But make sure to stay in the 30 to 50% range because anything higher than that will promote mold growth and dust mites. If you overcorrect and bring your humidity below 30%, it'll dry out your nasal passages and make you more susceptible to viruses and infections. After monitoring your humidity, regularly dusting and vacuuming is essential. Blazowski says, ideally, people should be cleaning their homes one day a week for each person that lives there. For example, a four-person household should be cleaning four days a week at a minimum. And since a lot of common cleaning products are toxic and emit VOCs into the air, Blazowski advises to always look for fragrance-free options. Her motto is, simple products are best. But one product Blazowski doesn't recommend saving money on is your vacuum. A vacuum is, I think, one of the bigger things that we worry about because a lot of the vacuums are, they're not sealed systems. And so I'll open up someone's vacuum when I'm on an inspection and all the stuff should stay in the bag, right? It should be inside. But when you ever open up a vacuum and your vacuum's completely like dusty and dirty inside, it's because you're vacuuming, but it's just like redispersing itself back into the air. So you want sealed system vacuums and you want to make sure you are using a high quality vacuum. So cheap isn't always better with a vacuum. As the temperature drops and we spend more time inside away from the cold, these tips are important to staying healthy and active. Charlotte's book, Dr. Greg's Green Home Makeover, is available now. You can find more information about Dr. Gregory Charlotte, Caroline Blazowski, and all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. Our writer-producer is Kristen Farah. Our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Greg Johnson. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. As people are waiting longer and longer, they accept smaller gaps. Well, now I'm getting impatient and now I'm going to take it and I'm going to take more risks, right? Are right turns better for your health? Then 
facial deformities in kids who wear braces and the bullying they endure. Whether it's brace face, whether it's train track face, like whatever children can come up with, they are going to dish at you. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. The conversation you have with your partner to say, your check will go to that and then I'll pay all the bills and then this check will go to that. And it's just like, you know, I work two jobs to afford everything and I still feel like I'm failing. The breaking point of high childcare costs in America. Then. It's actually the second largest money-making holiday after Christmas that we have. The wide appeal of Halloween. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.